good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening today. Today is the 1st of April, year of our Lord, 2021. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. And, James, we have some news to share today. <sighs> um, it has only been... I think two months. I think it's been about two months, about about two and a half, actually, that the Bonnie Cardigan has uh, been on the airwaves. And unfortunately, as soon as we started to build momentum, it has all come crashing down. Uh, Thanks to me, I'm the John Lennon, and my Yoko Ono is uh, an NBA team that I will not name yet. Uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff for them. So the show, unfortunately, won't be able to continue because of that. Um, and this was a conversation, James and I had many conversations about this, about whether or not we should continue to do it. And ultimately we decided probably not. Well, I'm happy for you first and foremost. This is an amazing opportunity. I can hear it in your voice, how excited you are. Um, I, I think I'm going to do the show, the show solo. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it going just with, well, and while I'm on it, shout out to Matt Shook, who is retiring his crown as Locked On Pistons host, the OG godfather of Pistons podcasting. Um, he hung him up. He hung up the headphones um, the other day for his last episode. So shout out to Matt, a uh, friend of the show, friend in real life. But, yeah, with The Void, there aren't many Pistons podcasts. I'm going to keep it going. I may be looking for new co-hosts. I was going to say, so send in your videos. Send in maybe. your resumes. Send in your yeah. videos. But first and foremost, man, I'm happy for you and uh, – you deserve this. So, yeah, everybody um, give give Nick a congratulations. It'll be – it's going to make me really sad. I mean, there have been a few things that have uh, kind of almost derailed the show. And I I think I, – I like to think that I've sort of proven my loyalty to you a little bit. You have. Because – I've, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of passed on a few, just, you know, because I had so much stock in what you and I were doing. Um, ultimately, when something like this comes along, again, there'll be more details uh, later on. Um, maybe that'll be story time with Nick today. We'll, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I would, I would um, recommend if you're not a usual, I know we go long, we go about an hour on this pod, and I don't know how people's attention span is, but based on the replies, a lot of people listen to the end. Um, just with this being our last show, I highly recommend you listen to the end. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. Um, with that in mind, uh, let's jump into some Pistons talk. Let's do uh, one last time. Right. Um, the biggest thing right now, I think, is that I don't want to give myself a pat on the back. I said Diallo gets traded to Detroit. There's a chance like this guy has all the tools to become your favorite Piston in his first like real game. Um, what was the game? It was it the uh, was it the Raptors game when yeah. Jeremy hit the dagger? Was that Diallo's first official game? Did Jeremy hit a dagger? Against Toronto, there was no there was no, no dagger no, no, no. needed in that game. No, 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 no. <laughs> the one from like a week and a half ago at home, from like the right elbow. Oh, yes, that was also. T- I, I get confused. The Pistons own the Raptors. Oh, oh, and it feels so good. I, oh, it feels so good. And I think Dwayne doesn't show it, but the fact that he swept his former team twice in three years since he's been the Pistons coach, I think he goes home and, and pops bottles. I'm gonna give this is your call. I know that you have a Nick Nurse take in the chamber. Let's do is it. Is it time? This is the last, Let's this do is it. the last episode. Let's do it. I was thinking about this the other night, and I forgot that you made this take. I love it. Go I don't think it. Raptors fans listen to this podcast, and I and I have a, a bit of a hot take. People can say what they want about X's and O's. I know there are a, a large contingent of people who believe Nick Nurse is one of the best X's and O's coaches. I'm not going to argue it, um, but we can. Just, let's just look at the facts. 
when Dwayne Casey was in Toronto in their prominent years, every single year he had to go up against LeBron, who was with Cleveland, and um, he didn't have Kawhi Leonard. As soon as Casey is fired, Nick Nurse gets Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James goes west. Mm. So Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors get over the hump with no LeBron and with arguably the second, third best player in the league at the time. And it took a lucky bounce shot for it to happen. Now, Mm. you look at now you go look, and I'm going to give, before I write anything like this, I'm going to give the Raptors one more normal season before I let it fly. Mm-hmm. But you go look at what Nick Nurse has done with the non-Kawhi Leonard teams he's coached, and it is he hasn't reached where Dwayne Casey reached with non-Kawhi Leonard teams with LeBron in the conference. Remember, Nick Nurse has never been a head coach with LeBron in the same conference. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Casey always had LeBron and never had Kawhi, and he went further than Nick Nurse did um, without Kawhi and with LeBron being the formidable opponent in the conference so yeah i know raptors fans probably don't want to hear that they were they they love their nick nurse it sounds like but facts are facts and the raptors reached higher heights um without Kawhi with Dwayne at the helm i'm not going to discredit anything that toronto did um but just in the sense that like you said lebron wasn't in the conference um who did they run through? Uh, the Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Magic they lost in round game one. one. Yep, they did lose game one. Uh, I remember Pistons fans, our biggest thing was, because I believe they were the two seed, and Orlando was the seven, um, if I'm remembering correctly at least. And we wanted Toronto because we thought that we could hang with them. And then after Orlando won that game one, it was like, oh, my God, we actually maybe could have beaten the rap. They eventually, I believe, went in five. They, round yep, two, they won in five. Round two, they played the Giannis Bucks. No, I'm sorry, that was the that was round was that the Eastern. That was round two. Was the Kawhi shot yeah. against Philly? So they won. So in that seven. was that's right. That's right. I forgot because uh, Bud went to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals that year. Mm-hmm. So the Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons Sixers, which that was a great series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from that. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Toronto, but none of these guys are LeBron. Then you go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks actually go up 2-0. Yep. And Toronto fights back. I actually, I do give them credit for that. I do too. The, and then the Warriors, that series was a weird crapshoot. Um, well, and the, the Warriors, Warriors were at full strength. Yeah. That's not a series. No. It's not a series. So, uh, But they were, and the Raptors are champions. And not to discredit the Ra- them. Raptors were great. Just yep. pointing out facts that I think Nick Nurse has to have a fantastic year without Kawhi and with no LeBron mm. to, uh, to live up to the, being worth – I mean – Again, they got a ring after. I, I credit that more to Kawhi, but uh, and Lowry and Lowry stepping up, yes, getting over the hump, ha- having Kawhi next to him, a guy that's done it, helped him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Kawhi's not Demar Derozan in in, in yeah. many good ways. Yeah, it's just uh, I didn't expect us to start the pod like that, but I, that's my. I was hot gonna take. say, yeah, that's my. It hot, wouldn't be. I, a, I've been wanting it, to get that off. I, so two things. One, it wouldn't be a true Bun and Cardigan show if we didn't spend too long talking about something that only you and I care about. I think, so, I think Pistons fans care, except the ones that don't like Dwayne because he doesn't play Seku. I think they. I, you, that's a great point, actually, because Pistons fans do care if we're slandering Toronto. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah, this isn't a new take. You've been sitting on this one for a while. Like, when the Raptors were, you know, in their turmoil at the beginning of the year, we were all kind of like, they're going to turn it around. And you were like, I want to wait to see if they do that. 
And you were like, if they don't, then I'm going to unleash it. Here we are. I got two questions for you about the Pistons. I know we started with Diallo, but uh, actually, you know what? Let's let's roll with it a little bit. I don't remember what his line was. When he put up like 19 23 and 10 or, off the bench. Nine, oh, I'm sorry. It was 19 and 10. That's right. Um, he couldn't miss. And he was like, I think he drew one or two and ones. Uh, he was just, he's a physical guy. That game, athlete, that, that performance from Diallo, and I, I told, I, was, I sit next to Vinny Goodwill at games. I leaned over to him. I'm like, what Diallo is doing is the best of Josh Jackson right now. Every, when you see Josh Jackson at his best is what Diallo did the other night. He didn't force any jump shots. Though I think he only shot one. Maybe he shot a couple threes, but they were all open. He hit one in the corner. Um, he plays with such athleticism and such force, but there's a patience about him. Like you don't really see the he, – he's patient when he – that first dribble, the first dribble and a half, two dribbles – and then as soon as he sees the opening, that's when the athleticism kicks in. It's not like you hear a lot about guys like like Russell Westbrook, the super athletic players. They're just going 100 miles per hour nonstop. Diallo does have a little bit of patience about him. And Russell does too. I just use that as an example. When you picture Russ just going full speed, that's how most people envision guys when they're termed or coined athletic players. But Diallo does carry a patience about him and doesn't really attack until he sees a hole. And I think that's 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 going to carry him a long way because, like I said, those type of guys there are, there are guys that can't shoot that that rely on athleticism. They have, they often find themselves in in trouble and, and going into the trees. And Josh does that a lot. Um, I thought it was interesting by Dwayne not to play Josh at all in that game, and he's healthy. But I think he was right. Diallo showed that he should play, and that he deserved second half minutes. And people were like, "Well, why can't you play Josh and Diallo together?" And I wrote this, um, my mailbag, if you're listening to this podcast, the mailbag is up on The Athletic. Um, you can check that out. Thank you guys for all the questions. But you also have to have like a, you have to have a functional NBA offense on the floor, even when you're developing. Like that helps development. You can't play Josh and Diallo together, not without any other shooters on the floor. You can't. It's it, like what purpose does that serve, serve Saban Lee who's trying to get into the paint, kick out, contribute, um, Isaiah Stewart on handoffs, rolling. Like, it's you, you need to – looking for kickouts as he gets downhill. Like, you need to you need to be able to have a, a functional offense. So, Frank Jackson got the two-guard minutes in the second unit, and he's been playing well. He's been shooting well. Yeah. I get – like, I get what people are saying. It's like, well, Frank might not have a future with this, and Josh does. Why doesn't he play? You have to have a functional offense out there for these guys to develop, especially when you look at the point guard spots with so many developmental guys there. Like it's very important to have to have spacing. And um, maybe there's a world we see down the line this year, even where Diallo and Josh do play together. But I think Casey made the right call and and adding somebody in Frank Jackson who's shooting the ball well can can bring the defense out and and don't go too much up. into Frank. We're gonna get to him in just a second. Okay. So do you you can keep going. I don't. I just no, don't want you to. That's all I had. Okay. Um, it's interesting you bring up the Josh comparison with Diallo. All the best parts of Josh are what were in Diallo's game the other night. Because what I was thinking, and, and honestly, I think that your comparison might be a little bit stronger. When I was watching him, I was just thinking, I feel like this is everything that we want Seku to be. Yes. And we're just getting it from Diallo. So you do agree with that, too? Yeah. I mean, people would love to see Seku um, attack his spots, get downhill more. They would like to, they They want him to be as athletic as Diallo, and he's not. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I and not to 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 Seku's in a weird spot, and I don't. It, not all of it is his fault. For for first of all, for uh, transparency, like I don't think Seku's struggles are all his fault. But he is in a on a team where there are a lot of developmental guys that all brings kind of something to the table in one way or another. And 
he's still figuring it out. And yeah, I can understand as a fan why you'd want him to be out there to try to figure it out. But I also get why um, Dwayne is is going with guys who at least bring something specific to the table at, at a pretty good to elite level. The one thing that I texted you about during that game uh, about Diallo was the dude is massive. Like I'm I'm looking at him on the floor and he's just that's a thick body. That is a strong dude and you and it's it's noticeable when he's around the rim when he's and one more thing for seku i don't think tyler cook has necessarily outplayed seku at all and that's another thing that's i've seen people talk about and we talk about what fans talk about on this show also i've seen it in our reviews um because this is like the journalist and the fan so like it's we're all encompassing kind of pistons twitter here like that's why we bring up what we see on twitter because that's kind of what the show is based on um Mm -hmm. and yeah, like I, I, Tyler Cook, I know Dwayne loves his communication, his energy that he brings. I don't know that he's shown um, a whole bunch in his in his 10 days, and I can understand why fans are frustrated with Seku not playing, with Cook maybe taking some of his minutes. Some fun dunks. Uh, yeah. That from yeah. Cook. Uh, but, yeah, I don't I, – I, again, I just don't want it to be that – make it seem like I don't – I'm not understanding of people who think Seku should be playing more. I do understand where you're coming from. The point that I, I think it was you that pointed it out, that Tyler Cook actually has already played with Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley in Denver. Do you think that has anything to do with him getting another 10 days, or it's because, hey, we can spare it, no one else that we really want to get a look at? Like, there's already some pre-existing chemistry here. Let's see what we got for another 10. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think he only played two games with Denver. I think he spent uh, – Gotcha. Yeah, it's like I don't think – I think he just knew them, and it helped him get acclimated. Um, I think it's they truly like think they love his energy, his communication. Dwayne said he's the best defensive communicator on the team. He's like, I don't know if that says more about the guys we have here or him, uh, but he definitely is. And yeah, I think they just like his energy. I think they like his what he brings, who he is as a person. We talked to him for the first time the other day, and he's a really nice guy, uh, really smart, really sharp. So I, I definitely see why they're why they like him, um, and I definitely see why they're keeping him around for these twenty days or whatever it is, and maybe more. Um, but yeah, I, I also understand the frustration with him taking some of Seku's minutes too. Sure. And I do think he's Frank- done good things. Let me not say that, but I also, I, I could, un, I could sympathize with people saying he hasn't really done a ton more, um, to earn most of Seku's, the minutes that he could be getting. Sure. The whole not having the drive this year, really, I know everybody says it, but not having a G league team really hurt Seku this year. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, you wonder where he would have been right now, uh, had that, had that actually been, uh, in the mix, but we talk about Frank Jackson. I know I said some not very nice things, um, on this show and off the air, just specifically to you, James, about like watching Frank Jackson play. I said a week or so ago that I just don't really enjoy watching him play. The one thing that, um, that I said before I went on that whole spiel was like, we're not calling him a point guard anymore. Because that's not what he is. And even you just said Casey's playing him at the two now. Because that's what he is. You know what I realized? I realized subconsciously he was off to a bad start and I didn't even realize it. What number does he wear? Uh, is he 5 or 22? He's 5. 5, yeah. Who was the last 5? Your boyfriend. There it is, yeah. So, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I the Duke. question that I have for, for you is... And they're homies. I mean, th- they're close. He and Luke are? Yeah, they played together. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Um, you kind of alluded to it a little bit by sort of like mimicking the fans. Well, he's not going to be here long term. I really don't know what I'm supposed to expect from Frank Jackson because. Yeah, I don't know who, either. They like him. 
he dribbles. I mean, he pounds the ball into the floor. He will dribble the air out of the basketball. I do think he's for, done since he's moved to the two guard. I do think he's done that less. I haven't totally noticed it. There's a chance that I'm just being naive. No, I, I think you were right early it. on, but I think he's gotten a lot better as an off ball guard and kind of just catching and shooting and catching and going with purpose aside for, uh, instead of trying to kind of figure out how to navigate the offense. I'm still holding my breath on those spot ups. That's fair. That's fair. He's and been knocking them down though. It's not like it is with Isaiah. It where it leaves whether it's from the wing, from the elbow, no, from the top of the, it doesn't matter where it is. If Isaiah's pulling up, I I swear, I swear to God, I think it's going in every single time, and it feels like it actually does. I'm surprised when he misses is the thing. Frank Jackson, I am not surprised when he misses, which is funny because it should actually be the other way around. He's actually shooting just just so you know. It's only two and a half attempts of, uh, per game, and, it, and it's really went on an uptick as of late. But he's shooting forty three percent from three, and that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I was gonna because that, that was going to be my next point. But he's never last year in New Orleans. He shot two. He shot essentially the same amount and shot thirty three percent. So I understand your hesitance, but people forget he's young. He's only twenty two. Oh yeah, no. And listen, I know that the gospel is his fashion. Consider me a blasphemer because I'm not really. I'm not really there for. It. I get it. I get why it's great, a lot but it's of just Levi- not for me. A lot of Avril Lavigne, <laughs> see it, skater boy, see you later, boy vibes. Yeah, and I think I just I miss V's outfits. I already miss V's because those were cr- Isaiah. Isaiah's got great outfits too. Yeah. Um. So in terms of uh, Frank Jackson's future with the team, are we looking at him potentially being a two-way guy next year as well? I don't imagine they're going to straight up give him a roster spot, especially considering we have four draft picks this year. And you kind of look at that and you're like, well, doesn't one of those guys have to get one? Uh, like a two-way, that is, unless you end up trade, like maybe packaging two of those or something. Uh, is Saban going to get a roster spot? Is Saban, like, are, are we expecting to go into next season with Saban and Frank as our two, two-way guys? Because I feel like one of them can't be. I think Saban gets converted this year. Um, and I wrote about this in my mailbag. I hate to give it away, but it is on topic. Somebody asked me, can Saban deny a Pistons contract and go into free agency? And he can. Um, Daniel House, if you guys remember, did that and, and, mm. and tested the waters. So um, I, I think with the way Saban's playing, I think the Pistons at some point in the regular season get him a standard contract. Yeah, I think Frank could also get one. Um, if he's shooting the three ball like this, they're going to need spacing. And it's a guy that Troy brought in, and it seems like they want to br- build this roster with with the guys he brought in because he believes in them. Um, yeah. And and Frank is a guy that's slowly but surely kind of starting to find where he fits in in this in this system. Um, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he, I, I just if he's shooting if it, if the season ends and he's shooting above forty percent from three, I don't know if you can afford to have that guy in a two way deal. And if you believe in the shooting enough, I think you'd have to to nail it, nail them down to a contract. And then you have to remember the second round picks. They have three this year. I don't anticipate them making all three. Um, if I had to guess, right. and this is just guess, I think they use one to get a second round pick in a draft that they don't have one. Um, and those second round picks aren't guaranteed contracts. Only first round picks are. So mm-hmm. I think one of the second round picks, I think they'll make one, and he'll be a two way guy. So. The what, what I'm hearing right now is BJ Boston and Luca Garza. Those are going to be our two way guys. Luca Garza will not be a Piston, and BJ <laughs> Boston. Not. Not, and I don't think BJ Boston will be available in the second round. Every mock that I see right now has him going in the 30s and 40s. Really? I haven't. Yeah. Done. I only. I haven't done 
super mock diving yet, but I, I remember yeah. this time last year, BJ Boston was a top seven guy. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so I have two things. One's uh, this is off topic. I was thinking about this last night. I was going to text you. I was like, we'll just talk about it on the show. Explain this to me because I actually have a question about Blake's buyout. Um, yeah. Just real quick, let's just speed through this. Pistons bought him out, so he was a free agent, cleared waivers, signed in Brooklyn. Because he had the player option and could have potentially been unrestricted this offseason, now because we bought him out, he is just flat out unrestricted this offseason, correct? Yeah, but the Pistons still have to pay him for next season. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying like – Yeah, he can sign he, with so, – he, he did not sign a multi-year deal, deal with right. Brooklyn. It was just an end-of-the-season contract. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So he's he's good this offseason. He could go to Phoenix or something yep. like that. Okay. Um, second thing, uh, I want to shift gears. What the hell is going on with Jaleel Okafor? Is he on this team? What's going on? Is he okay? Somebody asked me that. I didn't add it in my mailbag because I didn't know if a lot of people um... care. I don't know if they do either. Yeah. I care, though. Uh, he's been doing stuff pregame. Um I'll ask I'll ask Casey today pregame. I'll tweet. By the time you're okay. listening to this, there will have been an update. I'll tweet some out. Okay. I'll ask Dwayne so, Casey. So, to the best of your knowledge, you are also kind of a little bit uh, clueless as well. Yeah, we don't ask because nobody cares. I right? wouldn't say yeah. no, when no, I say no, 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 I wouldn't say nobody cares. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect Jaleel like that. I would say more so. Um, there have been other guys injured that. Um, there have been other guys injured that play a little bit bigger of a role, and with Isaiah's emergence, I don't think Jaleel necessarily comes back and is taking backup minute spots. So, um, yeah, I will I will ask today at pregame before the game, okay. and I will tweet out an answer. You will already know if you're curious about Jaleel. If you check my Twitter feed, you will you can find the answer if you miss me tweet it um, Wednesday night. So we got a few gimmicks to get to, so I also want to speed through these. Uh, you think about Jaleel Okafor, and I just think about a guy who beats Michigan State in the Final Four in Indianapolis in 2015. Him and uh, Tyus Jones, they look unstoppable. Here's a little trivia question. Who did Michigan State beat, and what current NBA player starred on that team in the Elite Eight? What year was this, 2015? 2015, yeah. I believe the game was in Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, if that helps. In the Elite Eight. I could be misremembering, but I believe it was that game. We go to so many deep NCAA tournament runs. It's hard. They all kind of mash together. <laughs> um, Today is and the shout out to my, anniversary. And shout out to my Michigan fans. Um, hol- hol- I, listen, on that, hilarious final two possessions. Absolutely hilarious. I did have them in my natty, though. So I'm oh, a did little you? Bit I had them losing to Florida State, so they got further than I yeah, so I was. I mean, also because I I do respect Michigan basketball. I do not get sour. I loved Xavier Simpson. Anyways, Ew. I'll just tell you who it was, Montrez Harrell. Oh, and, and Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I was like, I was really con- I was really confused why nobody was as big on Montrez Harrell as I was, and now I'm kind of the other way around, where I'm like, I like him, but I don't like him as much as I did back then. Today is, I believe, what the two year anniversary of uh, Michigan State knocking off that Duke team. Shout out to Kenny Goins. Shout out to Kenny. Uh, Jump James. over, jump over Zion. Ooh, he's the, the way he slips forever lives in Pistons lore. Oh. Kenny Goins. Um, the way the way Cassius broke away on that inbound. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I I I will. I tweeted it this morning. I will never, I will never be able to comprehend that we are the guys that beat that Duke. Team. I never. Like, yeah, I never put it in that context. Yeah. We are the reason why Zion Williamson did not. We win ended National Zion's college career. Literally. I didn't think about Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Like yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, that, that shot is up there. The, nothing will ever trump Corey Lucius against Grievous oh, Vasquez in Maryland because I was going yeah. to state that fall. So it was mm-hmm. the spring of my senior year of high school, and I remember sitting in my bedroom watching Delvon Rowe dunk mm-hmm. – or I'm um, duck – watching Delvon duck. Rowe yeah, duck. Yeah, he got out of the way. So that Corey Lucius could receive that pass and him drilling it. And I actually later, mm-hmm. as I got to state, played pickup many times with Corey Lucius. Did you really? Funny story. I th- he was still at state after he trans after he, the news broke that he was transferring to Iowa State. He was still in East Lansing for like a couple weeks, and he yeah. was up there hooping in his Iowa State shorts at Michigan State's really? rec center. Yeah, that's funny. I was it. Did we not talk about this on the air? I must have asked you off the air because we talked about that Corey Lucia shot. Like, yeah, two we've weeks talked ago. about it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was very Spartans move to the Sweet Six. I think it was Kevin Harlan on that call. Great game, uh, James. This is a fun moment for me. You are about to name your. The JLE three J James G JLE three All Stars, which All is right. a compl- a complimentary piece to Motown No All Stars, which is your team. Yes, traditionally we like to pick these before the season starts, but James and I didn't. We weren't best friends then, so he didn't <laughs> think to do it, which is fine. Um, here you go. So for people who don't know about the Motown No All Stars, it's basically Nick's favorite players that he that he likes that aren't stars don't get enough shine that don't yeah. get enough shine that aren't stars more role players yeah with the exception of like like De'Aaron Fox is on mine yeah. you get like one of those yeah you get one and you'll you'll learn immediately uh who James is I have I did I have two he did I have three that's, kind of that, that's okay so I, I said him last week Lonzo Ball yep just I'm a I'm a I love point guards who throw dimes and are precision passers and the fact that he's turned into a phenomenal three-point shooter like and then with everything going on with his dad and when he got in the career and when he got in the NBA and people just kind of not liking him because of all that like the way he's kind of resurrected his career and turned into a really good basketball player is I love that and I've, I'm more of a Lonzo fan now than I was when he came into the league so Lonzo For sure Miles Bridges I mean Flint yeah, bars best rapper in the game best rapper uh, dunks like every night. It's a crazy mm-hmm. dunk. Uh, Flint. I'm gonna say it again. Michigan State. Like we can go down the line. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna get my other kind of name that people. I mean, everybody knows all these names, but uh, Evan Fournier. Ooh. Is another guy. Like, obviously, he's in the people know who he is now. He went to Boston. He was in the news lately. But I've been an Evan Fournier guy for a while, and sure. I always kind of thought for Luke that would be like a good ceiling, like a 17 point per game guy i i, th- I just sure. think evan fournier is a smooth scorer and i just mm-hmm. i enjoy watching him play i hope luke can actually play in the playoffs though well we'll find out yeah <laughs> um now the other ones if you've been following me at the athletic since i've gotten there these two guys you know were two guys i wanted i not wanted but i had kind of like if, if the pistons were if these guys are here when the pistons are picking they should take these guys mm-hmm. shake milton Oh, there we go. This is what I'm. I'm a Shake Milton guy. I loved him out of SMU. Tall point guard. I think he's been a solid rotation player this year for Philly, Um, and he showed some flashes last year. I like Shake Milton. Keldon Johnson. We talked about last week. Yep. I like Keldon. Yep. I think there's something more in there, but it's uh, it's up to him. Put up a 2020. So yeah, no, I'm I'm a Keldon Johnson guy. Now, next ones. I always just respect the hell out of Reggie Bullock. Like, that's a wetter. Like, give me a guy that I know when he's open and I pass him the ball, it's cash. 
that isn't like Clay Thompson. Yeah, right. Reggie Bullock, yeah. cash every time. Mm-hmm. Plays defense, doesn't say anything, doesn't. He's not rah rah. He hits. Th- yeah. He plays three point line to three point line. He's good on both ends. Quiet at any team in the league. Will you tell Sparky to shut up? <laughs> um, Reggie Bullock, and then the other one, Bryn Forbes, Michigan State guy. Yes, his sto- Very happy that he's like actually has a career in the NBA. It shocked me that he shocked me. Good. People don't if people don't know his story. Started at Cleveland State. He's from Lansing, Michigan. Started played mm-hmm. with Denzel Valentine, Valentine in high school. Started at Cleveland State. Ended up transferring to Michigan State. Became a big part in a in a in a nice run for the Spartans. Um, it was that Indianapolis run yep. we were just talking about. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, knockdown shooter plays hard. Not a great defender, but he tries. Um, but yeah, knockdown shooter. I like. I think Bryn Forbes will because he can shoot. Will play for many years. It's been really fun for the Bucks this year yep. for sure. Naw is another guy I've always liked. Mm. Mikhail Alexander Walker. He's shown flashes this year in New Orleans. Um, yeah, I like his game. I like I like Naw's game. I love that the biggest like dichotomy in New Orleans. Right, what do we do with Lonzo, Kyra Lewis, and, and Na- Nikhil Alexander yeah. Walker? And Naw's been playing and, a lot off the ball. And, I, I and here's what I love is that you have done nothing to circumvent that issue. Nope. Is you put them on the same team again. And I almost put Kyra Lewis on this list. <laughs> and I would not have blamed yeah. Avery Johnson recruit. Speaking of Avery Johnson, who's coaching this team? You got to include that as well. Okay. I'll get there at the end. Okay. I didn't do that. I'll try. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I miscounted. Go ahead. Um, Norm Powell. I think he might be a little too big of a name now, but I just, that dude just, his, I don't give a f- attitude, his development. Yeah. I really like Norm Powell. I actually, he's it's Dame time tonight. I'm going. To the Pistons play at Portland, so I'll be able to see Norm yeah. in his new jersey. Every time I've watched Norm this year, he's put up a thirty burger on the Pistons. Now let's see if he does it against Portland. And gave us forty two in that Jeremy Grant yep. game, of, right? Yep. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and I have one more name. I th- I was gonna say something on Norm oh, okay, Powell. Go ahead. Here's what I'll say: If you said this, if this list was uh compiled before the season as it quote unquote is meant to be he would have been a great name yeah Yeah. yep he would he would have been great to put on there so we'll just pretend that this is when it was right because if you say it now yeah and i've always liked norm like this isn't a new thing yeah yeah i believe you so that's why we'll just it's a good name right now it's kind of like eh. but all right go ahead last name theo maladon oh thank christ i man i dug i let me calm down i dug through some of my tweets uh, last February, I said he's the best point guard in the draft. You should want him over anybody else. That's a little reckless, but I respect the I respect the, the intensity. At, at the time, I full heartedly believed it. He's been good. He's had some good games in OKC this year. He he seems like a guy who's going to have some some playoff moments in his career. Um, the way he sees the floor, I thought for a long time was better than Halliburton. Um, Are you just forgetting about Alonzo or uh, I think Lamelo? No, uh, and because uh, that was just the comp that I was using at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how we we were everyone was wishy washy on the metal. Right. We were all wrong for those of us who were wishy washy. We are wrong. He's just really good. Um, he is with with Maladon. I think he's like six five. Yeah, about um, six four, six five. Yeah, sure. Six, I'm ten, gonna call him Spanish. six five. If you're a point guard and you're six five, you to me can play in the NBA. Like I will and that's not to say anyone who's under six five can't. I'm just saying that is like the the pinnacle of that's my guy. Um, yeah. I will I'm 
I'm all the way on board with a six five point guard or taller. You got, and you got your um, Killian Hayes, who should be back exactly. if I had to guess next week sometime. Yeah, I'm confused on that really quick. I thought it was two weeks from their last announcement, and now it's three. No, it was three the whole time. Was it? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just me misremembering. No, okay, fine. anyways. But give yeah, me Theo, your, give me your... just real quick yep. on Theo. Um, the other night against the Mavericks, 14 and six boards. Uh, against the Celtics, 22 points and eight boards. Um, 10 points and four boards against the grid. Like, he's he's doing things, and it's fun. And I liked him going into the draft as well. I didn't know about where he would go, but I, I knew I he interested me. Um and not a great shooter, um, doesn't have great shooting stats per se, but he's raw. He's only 19, turns 20 in June. Yeah. I just think there's something there. I, li- I like his game. I still think he should have been a lottery guy. And I remember he goes to the second round. I thought, get him instead of at, – at, at the time, we, were, we didn't know that we were going to get Saban yet. And at the time, I was like, full circle, get Theo, the true French Revolution, Killian Sekou, Maladon. Um, that's who I want. I love Saban. I'm very happy with the pick. At the time, though, I was like, this feels so obvious. I also wanted Cassius, obviously, because Troy also baited us with that one. You got, and that's that's um, like another great example of don't always take things on face value. Like he probably does like Cassius as a guy and yeah. like what he did in college. But if he yeah. gets asked a question, he's not going to get up there and, and yeah, we're not taking that guy. He's five, yeah, for five, sure, seven and slower than molasses. Yeah. What else you got? That was it. That was the team for the coach, though. It has to be a current coach. Mine's Avery Johnson. So oh, no. okay. Um, doing CBS analysis for March Madness. Pick Larry Brown or something. How do you feel about Mike Woodson in Indiana, by the way? Because that reminds me because Larry Brown might join his staff. You got any thoughts on Mike Woodson at Indiana? Happy for him. That'll be yeah, for that. that's kind of all I got, yeah, too. That's really it. I don't I care less about Indiana basketball, but yeah, happy for him um, mm. to get it. It's hard getting head coaching gigs, um, and he is a guy that's – gotten a few and um yeah no he's he he deserves it and for me for head coach dang i wish i would have thought of one um you want to come does that also does that coach also have to kind of be like a fringe like i've always kind of thought dave yeager was all right as a coach i love that he doesn't seem like a nice he doesn't seem like a nice guy but like really you don't think so like i've sat in on a dave yeager presser my first year or two and i don't he's kind of a smart ass Grizzlies got bounced and he was crying because he felt so bad for his guys. I love him. That's a that is a team's as a player's coach. I like. Dave. I have always been a big Dave Yeager I guy. Like That's Dave a great. Yeager. pick. I've heard good things from some players about Dave Yeager. I believe. Yeah. If you, so, if you want to use him, I love that. Okay, we'll go Dave Yeager. All right. Now this next bit, you have to come up with a snappy name for, and I'm I know a little bit about what's going to happen, but James has a game that he wants to play with me. Pick your poison. This is where. Okay. I give Nick two Pistons players, and he has to tell me which one he'd want on the team two, three years from now, and which one he wouldn't want on the team. So it's almost like F1, marry one, kill one. Yeah, pick your poison makes it sound like I'm – never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay. You would rather have? Uh, yeah, bigs don't win championships. I thought, I thought you would – uh, I thought you would. Uh, well, it's. I don't know about that. In terms of in terms of who I think can directly contribute to uh, a championship run in the long run, I think it would be Sadiq Bay. 
Now, the interesting LeBron wrinkle here. That, Warriors lost without Draymond. Facts, which is where I'm I'm coming to this. This is why I should never just immediately answer like that, because I'm forgetting that Isaiah isn't just this one-dimensional guy. And can I, right? can we're I already ask seeing... you something really quick before you go ball around Isaiah? And I wrote mm-hmm. this in my mailbag, and I loosely tiptoed around it because I, I don't feel comfortable with it. Aside from, like, the natural playmaking and passing, do you see some Draymond maybe in Isaiah? Isaiah's already a better shooter coming out of the gate. But just, like, both undersized for their position, long arms, good instincts, good footwork. Bulldog. Bulldog. Isaiah hasn't shown – Draymond was a playmaker since he's been in high school as a chubby kid. Like, he's always been like that. Isaiah – Hasn't been in that position. He hasn't shown it. But I do think his playmaking will open up as more teams respect his jump shot. I just think from like a team building standpoint, if you're like trying to build a team that could look like a championship team, Isaiah kind of plugs in as the Draymond role where he could be a hub. He can knock down the long shot. It's again, the playmaking and passing aside. The defense. I think Draymond is one of the best defenders of all time. I'm not comparing Isaiah to him. Just pumped. I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Isaiah shows things. He he lacks natural athleticism. He's not a great leaper. He doesn't have the quickest feet, but he has long arms. He's tenacious. Good positioning. Good intelligence. I just think I could see like if I'm if I was getting ready to pick Isaiah, I could be like I could hope he has a Draymond type impact. That's maybe the better. Yeah. Not be Draymond. Have a Draymond type impact. The principle with which Draymond plays, I do think, can be applied to Isaiah, and that's what you're saying. Yes. So I do agree with that. I think that's fun. I don't think that's something you should tiptoe around because you can hammer it home in the way that is necessary. Um, you know, and If I'm and, looking and at Isaiah in the draft, I'm like 6'8", big man, can stretch the floor. Defensively, we know he can get after it. Again, the playmaking Draymond was so far advanced by the time he got in the league with that, and that's what separates him. But I'm curious if Isaiah can develop even half of that as teams respect his jumper, put the ball on the floor, go past guys, make the right read. Sure. That's all he really needs to do. Yeah, I agree with that. I really do. And this is an important uh, conversation because, like I said, it's 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 important for me not to immediately answer in the way that I did. Because, like I was saying, I, I'm thinking of Isaiah as this one-dimensional uh, like rim runner, and that's just not what he is, right? We're already seeing other facets of his game open up in year one. Um, you know, he's taken like these elbow jumpers. He took one just the other night and I was holding my breath cause I wanted it to go in so bad. It didn't, but I love the initiative, right? That was one of my favorite things about Harry Giles is when he would branch out and he would take those elbow, it, elbow jumpers. It wouldn't be the final BNC doing... without a Harry Giles reference. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's what I, well, no, that was an Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley thing, which I do want to talk to you about Mobley and Suggs at the end of this episode. But, uh, you know, I think having a versatile big, um, is ultimately like that would change the Celtics a lot right now. I'm not saying Isaiah would, but a versatile big. Yeah. Right. They Someone who's not Tristan Thompson. And I thought Daniel Tice, I wouldn't necessarily call him versatile. I thought he was a guy who could stretch like Vucevic is a guy who's versatile. Right. So that would have been, I think the ideal candidate for like, I, I in terms of what I consider like a true versatile big uh, Vucevic would have been great for them. Um, that's obviously important in today's game. Um, having a wing who can shoot, you know, 43%, um is is pretty important having a guy who can actually get him the ball um and Sadiq you know, has shown was... um a lot of especially as of late uh more creation self-creation um, right as well and it's those three and d guys that are always sort of the the catalyst in these title teams nate what's who's the last championship team that didn't have a great wing well i mean kcp stepped up in the finals that's a great point 
That's a great point. That Lakers team. I I don't. Is using a LeBron team no, really no, that's fair? Not fair? Like no. what? But Clay. Jr. was Jr. was good. I don't know that he was great in 2016. I would n- I would never. I wouldn't have called him great. Or D. Right. Well, especially that yeah. Harrison Barnes was good in 2015. 2016 was obviously the best. See, you know what I mean? Like, no, I know. Yeah. No, you need those guys on that type of team. I don't know. Again, I think, and that goes back kind of to our Evan Mobley talk. Big men are important, and it's just a specific type of big man. And Isaiah has shown, yeah, the possibilities of being a very versatile big man. I think his athleticism mm-hmm. could hold him back from reaching that level. Um, but skill-wise, he's shown some stuff in terms of obviously yeah. his jump shot. I think he's made some good passes this year. I think he's, I think he's a smart player. Yeah. I'm still gonna take Sadiq though right now. That's fair. Um, yeah. I won't. I won't change my pick. Uh, subject to change it. In in terms of who I think is a truer embodiment of what Detroit basketball is, quote unquote, all about, I would take Isaiah. But in terms of I need to win a championship this season, I want. Yeah, I'm I want. Say, I don't think that's. Right I don't think there's a wrong answer. And I. No, I agree. Um, and I agree with your premise. All right, mm. Killian, Jeremy Grant. Who's, Jeremy Grant's been on a bit of a downwards trend. He is, but I would also uh, caution that the team around him isn't very good. I'd agree, and that's I don't know that it's anything. I still think he's going to win most improved. And this is his I think it's just role, kind of a he's probably exactly yeah. he's getting a little bit gassed. Hundred percent. That's what I was, I, was, I was. That's what I was about to say. So uh, you need a surgical guard, but you also need those forwards, right? Was was the last finals team that didn't have a great forward? Yeah, exactly. You could say it's the same thing about a point guard. Though. I mean, you could go I mean, down. What's know, the last great finals team that didn't have a good, a good guard? Like if they're in the finals, they probably got a good player at every spot. They're, pre- they're probably pretty good, yeah. right? Unless it's the 07 Cavs. Yeah, or unless you're on LeBron's team. Yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> the last who's the last championship team that didn't have a great ninth man off the bench? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you can't really. You're right. Yeah. You can't really do that, I suppose. But um, I just mean in in terms of who has the the biggest and truest impact, because ultimately the guys who are the best in the league are generally those forwards, right? Or at least those hybrids, like whatever you want to consider. Luca, he can play a forward though. And right? it, he I, can I guess forwards. my I mean, my my pick your poison really on this bad. one it comes down to: Do you think Jeremy Grant is 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 more replaceable, or Killian Hayes is more replaceable? And it's an unfair one because Killian's played seven it's, games. I'm glad you said that because I didn't so want to say your it. Foresight. I don't, I had a lot of stock in him. I still do. I don't want to say past tense. I'm sorry. I don't want to say past tense. I do. Um, And I choose to believe that he is going to be, like I said, the surgical guard that Detroit needs. Um, You know, someone who, as I mentioned with Sadiq, somebody who can get a wing like that, the ball, whenever he needs it, right? Um, You know, if we're eliminating 80% of those sidesteps, uh, upwards of 90% of those turnovers where he dribbles into a black hole. Um, I, I definitely think that there's something there. Um, you know, it took Lonzo, what, three seasons to fix his jumper. Hmm. Now it looks great. Goes in a lot. Yeah. A lot. Shoots seven a game, makes 39%. Mm, I thought you were going to say makes 39 of them. I was no. like, that's crazy efficiency. <laughs> um, and you also can factor in the Pistons maybe having a top three pick this year in your answer. So I, man, the chemistry here. I was literally about to ask, can I factor in that we're well, we might get Cade Cunningham or Evan Mobley? Yeah, because if we're doing that, I want Jeremy. If we're just doing 
don't factor in the draft and just roll with it. You got to cut one of them today. I, I would pick Killian. Okay. And I can't really defend it. I just feel it's a gut thing. Okay. Next one, Saban Lee, Josh Jackson. Saban Lee next. I'm I don't, not even rational. Hamadou Diallo, Seku. Really funny that I brought up the Hamadou is everything that we wanted Seku to be bit, mm-hmm. and now it comes. To, did you do that on purpose? Like, did you change it? No. Like, I'm, I okay. came up with these on the, off the cuff. I didn't, there's no nothing. No, I know I didn't. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I I don't know that we've seen enough of either of them. Is that fair? I yeah, mean, that's I, fair. I mean, Diallo Diallo's had his moments. Um, not just obviously with Detroit because he's had one, but uh, with um, with Oklahoma City as well. Did you forget uh, Seku's twenty five ball against Boston last year? Uh, no, I didn't. But I don't put a lot of stock in a guy that once every three months when he gets some run because he did it in the preseason, I believe, against the Wizards. You know, once every few months he's gonna. Yeah, get I wrote out on him the off after the first preseason game in my like final thoughts, and then he balled the next three, and I wrote an apology story. Why did he ball out? Because he teams defenses forget about him, and he cuts to the basket, and he finds a soft spot, and we get him the ball for thirty minutes, and then that doesn't happen again for three more months until he never plays again, and then that's that's what it is. When Seku plays well, it's because he finds the soft spots in the defense because they're not paying attention to him. He cannot replicate that. Like two games in a row. I know he did have that really nice stretch uh, from what New Year's Day. That was like a two weeks at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, th- there was no tape on him. Like there was, they teams had no idea how we were going to use him defensively. I thought he was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. He's up against uh, Kawhi. He's up against LeBron. Uh, LeBron. Draymond. Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. Like there's this West Coast stretch that I mean, you want to. You and I are a big fan of throwing guys to the fire. Doesn't get more hot than. Never that. been more shocked in my life than when I was sitting. I've probably said on this pod when I was sitting in the Staples Center media room eating a meal, and me and Rod are sitting there at the table, and we get handed the starters and seeing Seku's name. No, for most sure. Most shocked I've ever been. And obviously, uh, we were in a frenzy. The fan- oh my gosh, we couldn't believe that it was. Happening. I would love. To, I'm going to go back and um, look and see how many. Um, finish your point. I'm going to look and see how many. I want. I'm curious how many retweets I got that that tweet. I really like Diallo so far, um, and again, like, I love how big he is, how strong he is. I mean, I texted you, and I was like, does he look this big in person? And you said that you thought Tyler Cook actually looked bigger, um, like more jacked, I mean, like the, the In toning. person, Cook is looks bigger. Yeah. But, I, um, but Diallo is jacked. I, I And I just feel like I can't I, – I haven't seen enough of Diallo, at least playing with us – to really feel like I can, you know, accurately choose something here. But from one game, one real game, because I didn't get to watch, like, the first one that he actually played in, I just love his physicality. Um, I love that he can, you know, put his head down and, and get to the rim. Which is funny that I skipped Josh Jackson as fast as I did, because that's something that's, like, well, the only thing that he's consistently <laughs> good at, if that's what you want to say. Um, I can't find I'm gonna, the tweet. I'm going to say – I don't want to sound like I'm giving up on Seku, but I'll. you know what? Nah, I'm going with Diallo. Diallo. Okay. Um, we'll do one more. Um, hmm. I'm trying to go through the roster really quick. Maybe that's where we should stop. Um, I was going to say, I think we're probably good there. There's probably someone we're leaving out, which is annoying, but – I don't think that we actually are. No. No one that's really... I mean, it wouldn't like be Frank as... Frank or Mason, I'm good. Yeah. Skip. That wouldn't be as fun. 
Um, here's one. So, Sadiq or Jeremy, and you can make it short. Oh, I hate this one. Can you give me yours? No. Uh, <laughs> when are we trying to win a championship? Uh, you want to start trying to win one two years from now? Two years from now. Sadiq was play, he played two years at Villanova, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's got that under his belt. Probably one of the best. I, it, he was, I, didn't he win Defensive Player of the Year in the Big East? I don't know about that. Oh. I swear he did. I know he had like the highest three point percentage in college basketball, which is pretty difficult to do considering there are eight hundred teams and they, they qualify. Sh- they shoot that. from ten f- from fifteen feet out. I mean, I'm joking. It's been replicated in the league, so I don't. He, dude, he, he was he, first he team all one. Big East. He wasn't all defense. Gotcha. Okay, I don't remember who I'm thinking of then. I I don't. I still don't fully agree with the people who think that he's Chris Middleton. Um, I think that's kind of wishful thinking, but I get it. I think with Jeremy, you're getting it on both ends pretty much every night, but not for the 38 minutes that he's out, that he's out there. You're getting it for 20. And I guess right, right. I, you also have to factor in Jeremy's still kind of doing some development. Like, is he going to grow off Figuring this year? It out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I was going with it. Is that do you, do you trust that Jeremy has another level he can go to, um, or do you trust that Sadiq is is more than just a a really good role player? This is the trap. No, I don't believe that Jeremy has it, but I didn't believe that he had this either. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the that's the question. Is it you know if we're if we're trying to quantify what the what the ceiling is for for either of these guys? I mean, a lot of Jeremy's. If you want to call, he's had a, a really good season and has been a a great surprise and. I've been the first to tell you I didn't expect this, and he's been, as somebody who has to watch a team every night, he's been a fun thing to, like, watch every night. As Like I said, as somebody that has to watch every game and be at every game. Um, a lot of his, if you want to call them things he needs to improve on, would be of great help simply with just a better team. Less, I'm gonna th- he would be able to cut out some some fat in some of his shot selection, um, less eyes on him. Um, more three-point shooters would probably open up, would definitely open up the lane for him where he's not going to the hole. And as Dwayne says, he gets fouled a lot, but he does hit the ground a lot. I asked Dwayne about that the other day. Are they concerned about him falling so much? Yeah. I'm going to float this one out there. Give me your thoughts. I haven't put much thought into this. I just came up with it while you were talking. Jeremy... Uh, ice the game against the Raptors. Hasn't had that many moments this year, though. That's Sadiq's had a few. Sadiq's had a few of those where he ices the game. I feel like I can think of what two or three off the top of my head. I believe. Yeah, but I would say that I don't know if I agree with that. The Chicago game for Jeremy. Um, the Lakers game, he was really good in overtime, even though they lost. Um, I think what you're saying with Sadiq is it's a rookie. And that yeah. impact is automatically just going to stick in your brain a little bit more. I think Jeremy's been in the guy that's kept him in position to even set up these Sadiq shots. Or so yeah. that that's what my follow up was going to be. Is I think maybe the rationale or the reasoning behind that is because Jeremy's already at twenty five and twelve, and teams are figuring that hey, you're probably going to go to Jeremy in these situations, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to throw two bodies at him. So you got to go. You have to defer. Right, so that's not something that I think is necessarily fair Boston to hell. fault Jeremy for. Yes, 
Yeah, well, so did Sadiq. Yeah, and so did Sadiq. Uh, yeah, they both I mean, gave Sadiq up. Sadiq really it's not gave a, This is not a, I'm, I'm putting you in a bad spot, but it's not an easy answer. No, and I don't know that there is one. And I and I feel like it feels obvious that I should say, Jeremy, um, Sadiq is better than I thought he was going to be, and that is saying something. Mm-hmm. Because I knew how good he how good he was going to be. Um, you know, the things that we were worried about at the beginning of the season where he was shooting 2% from two point range. Um, you know, that's it's not I don't know that it's gone, but it's oh, sort it's of not that it's bad. Start, no. starting to dissipate. Yeah. Right? Uh but this time next year, I don't know that it's even going to be part of the conversation. Yeah. We'll we'll look back and we'll laugh about it. So I like I really like the upwards trajectory that he's on because it feels visible. I feel like I can see it. With Jeremy, you talk about do you believe he can go to another level? I say no because I didn't know he had this. I very clearly don't have a great barometer for where his ceiling is. Yeah. So I think you're gambling either way, but I feel like I at least know what Sadiq could be. I don't know what Jeremy could be. If this is it for Jeremy. Well, what do you think Sadiq I, could be? Genu- I'm asking genuinely. I think in an ideal world, he ends up being um, one of the best wing defenders in the league, right? Okay. Um, in an ideal world, uh, I don't know about one of the best, but a very strong wing defender – uh, not quite like the the Jalen Brown, Chris Middleton tier. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe half below that though. Okay. I really think that's obviously to, to, Jalen Brown is exceptional around the rim. Chris Middleton's really 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 good around the rim. Um, so Sadiq has a pretty long way to go. And if we're trying to win in two years, I don't know that that's enough time. If that makes sense. Right, but he's still on the team in four years. I know. I hate this question. I, this could be a whole episode in, in, in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremy Grant. I'm just gonna say Jeremy. Okay. Because I, I believe either either pick. I believe it. I mean, I'm I. There are people who may see it as an obvious answer. I don't because, like you said, and I thought you made a great point. Jeremy. We didn't expect this, so benefit of doubt. Maybe there's another level he can go to. Um, and that's what I want to roll the dice on that. I, I know he was the draft darling, like the guy that like could go lottery, could go out of the lottery that teams really liked. He was like the inter- basketball internet darling in the draft, and people liked him. And I, I figured he'd come in and make an impact just from talking to him early on, seeing him early on, talking to people early on. I didn't expect this, and I've watched his game grow in the middle of this season, he's again, improved as a finisher at the rim. He's improved as a self creator. Um, He's still shooting the three ball. Well, that hasn't declined. He's uh, I think he can improve as a playmaker, but that's, I think that'll come with as teams get more attention. Like it's a tough call. Um, I think most people would probably say Sadiq simply because he's, he's younger and they, they don't, again, I don't know if they know if they believe Jeremy can go another level but then Jeremy gets the benefit of the doubt because he went another level here. And I think for the most part has been fairly consistent. Again, he's struggled as of late, but I, I think that's you, – you chalk that up to first time having this much, much usage and not really having another feared player around him. I think the – just to make it perfectly clear, the reason this is so difficult is because I believe in both of them a lot. Right. That's why this is a difficult conversation. No, I get it. Um, and I, I want both of them on my basketball team. Right. So uh, you and I both watched the uh, 
the Michigan UCLA game. Shout out to Lonzo's Bruins. But all eyes were on Gonzaga and USC. I gotta tell you, I really believe Jalen Suggs' jump shot is. Pretty he put up what eighteen, ten, and five, or eighteen, ten, and eight, or something. That oh. jump shot is. That oh, jump shot is it's it's infuriating. But here's the thing: I don't think you can play him and Killian. I don't know if you can, because then I think it turns into a year one of Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, where you're like, why did they get Darius Garland? They already have Colin Sexton. And then we realized we had the Frank Jackson realization with Colin Sexton where we're like, Oh, you're actually a shooting guard. It, Cause you, Andre Drummond gets traded at Cleveland and he's averaging more assists than Colin Sexton, which by the way was a real thing. Um, so then I just wonder if Killian or Suggs would have to get converted. And that's why I'm like, it's so weird. And like, Everyone else in the top five feels like a more natural one, fit. If they if they draft Cade, one of them's getting converted. Yeah, I'd put Cade at the two. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. You could play him three positions. I think some people would say they'd want. I think some people say you'd want Cade as your primarily primary ball handler. And the, I wouldn't disagree with them either. Is the annoying part. That's why I like Mobley because it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. At Jalen Green, easy. Jonathan Kaminga, easy. Jalen Suggs and Kate Cunningham, not easy. But it's like a you have to draft them. Yeah, and Suggs isn't like a an, and Suggs isn't a knockdown shooter in college by any means. Like I think he's only shooting like thirty four percent, thirty two, thirty three, something like that. But his shot I did have that turnaround about three o'clock in the morning. I sent you a text. I go, Cade can give anyone in the league a bucket today. I cannot say the same about Mobley. And I believe that, and that was, if you if you didn't think, know at the time, and I think part of that frame too. Yeah, yes, but also yes. That was also me. If you couldn't tell, uh, letting you know, okay, yeah, Cade's number one. I I do. I'm back to believing that Cade's number one. Um, I. Hey, but, he's come full circle. You know what devastated me is I'm watching that Gonzaga game. Mobley never put me in jail. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> perplexed once watching Mobley in that Gonzaga game. I I was just I thought he played I thought he played a really strong game on both ends. Early on he was getting I mean he was getting he was his defense was not great early on. But then he was getting more predictive and and I thought but it, it's a one game. He's had he has many games yes, that show how how good Absolutely. How and it was a game against an undefeated team the one that's been, I believe, number one in the country literally all year. Um, Gonzaga's real. and That's a great mm, college basketball and team. And it really makes me mad because I hate Gonzaga. But uh, I also had USC in my Final Four, so I was kind of pissed. But uh, what do you think about Johnny Juzang? Yeah, I did, I did too. From UCLA. Um, I like him. I like him. I don't know... Yeah. Um, is, he a, is he a second round flyer? I like what do you him. think? I don't know about a flyer. I think he has some stuff. I think he'd be a, a great G League candidate, and I wouldn't be surprised sure. if he turned into something. Uh, Alrighty, James. We're going to run a little bit long here, so let's get this out of the way. Oh, wait. Story time with James. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Do you have one? No, because you can't talk to anyone anymore, so I don't know. Um. Do you have any like? Have you ever gotten to uh, 
Is it like you and Miles ever? Like you and Bryn? I don't know if there's ever been a. What about Izzo? You got any Izzo stories? Yeah, Ooh, that's a good question. I've been to so his yes. house. So tell this story. It wasn't like a. Gr- um. I, I think it's he. He just it wasn't like it, I wasn't the only one there. Like he has media. I think he does something every year where he has the media over before the season, just to like. A lot of coaches do that. Talk and off the record stuff. I remember his son, who was now on the team, was a child then. Gosh, I'm old. He had to be like in middle school at the time. Maybe even I don't know. This had to be like 2011, 2012. And he uh, he had a Kobe Bryant fat head in his like mm. playroom. I remember that. Um, Izzo had trophies downstairs. Nice house. Yeah, really nice house. Yeah, I was um, devastated, man. Uh, Rockets gone. Rocket Watts transferring. Jack Hoiberg transferring. I'm not devastated. You're not, not sad about uh, old. This team sucks. Great. I hope Foster's next. Oh, you don't, what, you don't mean that. What about Hauser? You don't like Hauser either. I don't mean that. I'm giving Foster. You know, I always tell you there's a list of guys that I'm scoring yeah. a point on. I'm beating what was Foster the other guy Lawyer. On the list that we were talking about. It's gonna make me. We're going to eleven. I'm winning eleven to six. <sighs> All right. What's it? This is not a. This is not a shtick. You have this a. Do you have a, like an actual a proper ISO story? Oh, here's a good one. So my freshman orientation at Michigan State. So summer 2010, which is like. You go to school in the fall, but in the summer they like kept mm. certain days for the the students to like they the school goes over like how it's gonna go. You stay the night there. You ha- you eat there. Like it's like a, basically being a college student for a day before you go there. My orientation, I had Keith Appling, Ooh. Russell Bird, Ooh. Alex Gonna, and we all hooped. Um, oh, here's a good Derek Nix. Here we go. I know this isn't a Pistons. I got one, a Derek Nix story Nicks. too. Shout out to my. Shout out to my boy, Zach Hamden, one of my best friends, Cheddar Z. We lived at a an apartment complex in college called Chandler Crossings, and they had this cool basketball court outside that had, like, a roof over it, so you could hoop. It was outside, but, like, you could hoop in the rain. And there always used to be, like, really serious pickup runs. Like, players from the team would come and, and hoop in the summer. And he got – he had to check Derek Nix. And Derek Nix, who was a large boy himself, backed yeah. my boy Cheddar down, dunked on him, and then <laughs> called him a fat boy. And my and Cheddar uh, hates him to this my day. Dad, he was really nice when I met him. He came into when I was working at Nike. I think I've told you this before. He was a really nice guy. Him and Gavin Schilling came in on the same day separately. It was wild. I'm pretty sure I just told you this like last week, but yeah, I think you said I, on the pod. I might have. Yeah, this, definitely mm. told the Schilling story. Oh yeah, he came in and you're like, yeah, Gavin yeah. Schilling just yeah, uh, yeah yeah came in. You're like, and then yeah, he said, like, how many shoes did he buy? And I was like, is that a thing? I, I'm yeah, not in on the joke here. I go, he literally bought like a I don't know. Um, yeah, I shook uh, Derek's hand. Big guy. He's really nice, though. Really nice. He is um, big. Alrighty, James. Well, we're at the end of the episode. We told people that they should listen to the end of the episode. Uh, April Fools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not actually gotcha. going anywhere. I don't have a job, which is nope. <laughs> no one's employing me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually didn't realize tomorrow was April Fools until you got on the party. Like, should we do something for April Fools? We literally. Like, yes. I was doing my countdown to stop to start recording, and I was thinking about. I looked at what the date was so that I could 
you know, because we record a day before we release. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, 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 we have to do something. So uh, James's idea was uh, for me to lie about being employed by an NBA team. And now uh, I do not actually have a job with an NBA team. But that's okay because we still get to do the show. That joke doesn't hurt your feelings. It will when uh, people are only five minutes into the episode <laughs> and they tweet me. Yes. Who are you working for? Yeah. Milwaukee. Then it's gonna, I'm going to I'm gonna be Sacramento. a little bit hurt then because it's like, yeah, I'm actually not. You know what I mean? Um, but we still yeah. get to do the show. I also wasn't lying that I've uh, – just to put it – I've proven my loyalty to you on multiple occasions. Like we could have stopped doing this, but no, here, here we are. We're still going. We're still going strong. Yeah, uh, and I'm thankful that you're that you're rocking mm. with the kid. I'm thankful that the podcast is still going. It's, uh, the support from you guys, the listeners, has been amazing, and it's literally the reason why we continue to do two pods a week, despite not much to talk about on a basketball standpoint from the Pistons. Um, we we find we we do a good job of going down. You specifically get really excited about topics, and I think it, we are, we're able to fill out a good hour every time. So some hours are, are, aren't as good as others. Like today I thought it was a really good show, and I thought we came up with some good Pistons topics. And hopefully, uh, yeah, this is – I mean, this is this episode is 22. 22. Emmett, Emmett Smith year, Emmett Smith epi. And, yeah, we're – maybe we do something special for 25. Maybe we just wait till 50. Maybe John we just Sally. wait till 100. 25 Sally, right? nothing. 22? You were 22. That sounds right. I remember. Maybe. Yeah, Tayshaun of course. Duh, the easiest one. Uh, I'll do you. I'll give you one real quick before we get off. Sydney Lowe or Sean Sweeney? <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for uh, being you. All right. And, yeah. Oh, album. Oh, shoot. Uh, I was listening on the train going to work to and from. I was listening to the Tenet soundtrack because it's, like, my favorite movie. I'm just gonna say the Tenet soundtrack. It's great. I haven't listened to a I'm, soundtrack. Me and my brother, big soundtrack guys. Yeah, big, big really? orchestral fans. I like a lot of uh, samples and stuff that I like for the beats are from soundtracks, but like from the 70s and 60s. I don't. I haven't listened to like the Step It Up Two yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, no, we listen or to anything. like proper orchestra soundtracks for sure. Yeah. Oh, aren't no. you just class? <laughs> So all right. Cool. Um, no, I'm just joking with you. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go Flying Lotus. Uh, Cosmo, or until the quiet comes. Let's do Flying Lotus until the quiet comes. If you know Flying Lotus producer, uh, hip hop, electro producer, the son or the the um, grandson or great nephew of uh, John Coltrane, Al's Coltrane. Um. Yeah, if if you're into underground rap, you know who Flying Lotus is, and if not, and you're into kind of spacey electro type beats mm. like Nick is, Flying Lotus until the quiet comes, dope song on there with mm. Erica Badu. Uh, yeah, check All that right, out, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if you made it this far, thank you very very much for listening. Once again, that was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, we ain't there. It is going yeah. nowhere. The, uh, we ain't gonna stop now, cause it's Bunny Card again. Do we have a Drake lyric for this? I'm I'm really scrambling to try and think of one. No, we had to hit yeah, him with okay, the bad boy. Lyric. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, if you made it this far, thank you very much for nowhere. listening. We ain't gonna stop now, cause it's Bunny Card. Listening to this on Apple.
We ain't going. No- you guys got to talk to listen to this on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. We stop now. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.